Hello and welcome to episode seven of the Badger Watch podcast. Thank you, Chev, for reminding me that it is episode seven. No, it's seven. Um, where we basically play cricket11.com fantasy cricket and then we discuss the county championship. Um, the league table on the Badger Watch podcast on cricket11.com has suddenly got quite tight with... Um, I'm going to start with you, Hugh. You've really bridged the gap, haven't you? What, what's gone right for you in the last week? Well, I got my quota of Australians in, in Nisa and Labashane, and mm. they've both gone quite well. Um, I, I decided that it needed a full transfer week because I think I could have been in a situation where I only had six players um, if I hadn't made any transfers. So I still only had nine, but... Um, the nine I had acquitted themselves very well with my lowest scorer being Zafa Gohar coming in and getting 90. So um, all in, it was, a, it was a pretty good week for the nine that did play. I've tried to set my side up for the Kookaburra ball coming in the next two weeks. So I brought in Simon Harmer and Zafa Gohar thinking that there's going to be a, a little less seam movement with the Kookaburra and the spinners might come to the fore. So... Um, I think Gohar and Harma in for me is the big changes. That is a really good point. So they're going to change mid-season to the Kookaburra ball. I think it's the next two rounds are Kookaburra rounds. Oh, lovely. And then it reverts back, does it? Yeah, in time for it to be green in September. Nibble around everywhere. Oh, that's that, that is a lovely bit of badger insight there. I don't know if you'd get that. Anything, yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll follow me. Classic copycat badgers. <laughs> um... But that's the insight the fans want, isn't it? As we've said before. I think it might be. Um, Howard, with the land of Pope and glory, are you a little bit worried about Hughes' uh, renaissance? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more worried about um, the state of my team than Hughes' renaissance. Uh, uh, keeping with the three-pronged Surrey seam attack when... Sorry, Seamus took 20 wickets, you would think I've done quite well. But in, in not having Jordan Clark and Tom Laws, I missed out on 14 of those 20 wickets. <laughs> upsetting. Um, luckily, they all got some runs. Uh, Might that have been the diversification we'd talked about the week before? <laughs> Remind me not to hand my pension over to you. Yeah, definitely don't do that. Uh, who went well? Joey Everson went well. 70-odd at, uh, sorry, for Kent. Um, who didn't go well? Cheteshwar Pujara. Oh, got a duck. Maisha's been all the batsmen have only batted once. So, Holly Pope, all, all these great sides, win by an innings. Pope batted once. Bloody Nezer and Labashane taking up all the time on that final day at Sussex meant Pujara only batted once. Yeah. And Joe Weatherly, Hampshire won by an innings, only batted once. Lewis Gregory won by an innings, only batted once. I didn't, David Lloyd didn't play, so he didn't bat at all. Um, and three of the Surrey bowlers obviously won by an innings and only batted once. So that, that cost you a fair few points. So I didn't have a great, great Is there something to be said for picking batters in mediocre teams on the basis you know they're probably going to bat twice every game? Yeah, there is. I think, I don't know, what I think you really hope for with your batsmen is you make one captain and they go to get a double ton or something. That's when you get the really yeah. big points. Yeah. Um, so if you can score a 500, 600er as captain, then that makes up for a lot of the yeah. um, the ones that nudge and knock it around for the odd extra 50 here and there. Um, so 
yeah, I think you you would get more consistent returns perhaps going down that route. But if you stick with Pajar as your captain all year, he's going to get you two or three. Big yeah, numbers. yeah, he got minus twenty two, which was terrible. I actually had like five players, I think, missing. I don't know. I, I I was busy on the Thursday morning, so I couldn't look at the squads. But there's a lot of people like Tom Price was rested. It seemed. Um, Bonnes and Crockham didn't play. Duckett didn't play. And then David Milan didn't play either. Um, so I only got... Well, Yorkshire didn't play, so that was... Sorry, <laughs> yeah. That's possible. Oh, God. Fox of the Week. Uh, yeah, that's... Sorry, I'm looking at the, my current team where it's... Is it, is it Fox of the Week that you only had three players playing? Maybe. Maybe. So, basically, I captained Ollie Robertson. He got 298 points, and he was the only one that really did well for me. Oh, and that Chipped in. So, yeah. Chef, what about yourself? Oh, I probably had the, uh, if not the worst, the second worst week ever, probably. Uh, so I'm still a little bit recovering from what was just horrendous. Um, I, obviously, I was dealing with a few players on buys, so uh, I only had eight out of the 11 playing anyway. Pujaro was one of them, who was obviously a great scorer, and then um, I ended up on what was it, 921 points, which is dire, really. Um, and then, uh, in all fairness, I, most of them actually didn't do too bad. There was just no big score whatsoever. So I captained uh, Warrell from Surrey, who because mm-hmm. I, I moved from Ab- Abbas to him. Obviously, Abbas now scored more, but you know, that's always going to be the case. And then I also brought in a couple of players just to to negate some of these buys. So uh, Tim van der Kuchten, double double M Tim. Can we can we that, just that's... can we can we just check that is the Dutch pronunciation? Because I imagine there's been lots of Gukdens and Hoopdens. Can you just <laughs> give us it once and for all categorically a scoop for county championships followers? Uh, Tim van der Kuchten. Oh. Love but it. he's double double M Tim, which is quite unusual. I, I only noticed it. Oh, is he still a Tim? Weird, but, a Tim? <laughs> yeah, something must have happened in Australia when he, his name was registered. But um, yeah, so that's double Tim. <laughs> um, uh, uh, he did so, but he didn't actually do anything. He's, he's done all right up until I brought him into the team. He had a terrible week. Um, and yeah, so all in all, where he was going to resign last week. <laughs> I feel like I may as well but yeah so I'm also way behind now which is just shocking so we'll have to see good news is I've got a full squad for the next round but it's not going to be for a while very good very good so we leave the league table as I'm just a, I'm just about still on top with uh, 9831 and then Land of Pope and Glory is 9,598. The Good Life with Hugh, 9,500. And Chev is on 8,715. So that's where we leave. We're at the break, aren't we? We have a little break now. Um, Worst performance ever, but thank you. <laughs> and then just on our Badger Watch Podcast League, which is open to all of probably our listeners, um, Fusion Bank Banquet is still still top. So, so snooze, Steve H. moved. Oh, Fusion Banquet actually... He was private last time, I think, wasn't he? His name, I feel. He is. He is now Mark P. Mark P. Mark He's P. third in the game overall. So massive shout out to Mark P. Yeah, well done. So so snooze. Steve H is second. 
Go Hart or Go de Grand Home, John N, favourite name, is third. Natural Born Villas, is Gareth N, um, is fourth. And Wayne, Long Wayne Larkin's Hookie Mortgage, Alistair P, is fifth. So that's the top five. So that's very good from everyone. Well done. Um, I've dropped out the top five. And I think, Hugh, you've made a good stride in that league as well. You're sort of 10th, I think. So. Not the transfers. I'm, I'm, I, as much as I was um, laying it on thick about the Kookaburra week, I have tried to pick players that should play for the rest of the season so I don't have to keep making more. So I've gone to some old favourites in Harmer, Gohar and Overton who have populated my sides in years before on the basis mm. that they should play most weeks. And if they don't, I'm really in trouble. So let's just touch on that. Um, the ball change, actually, just for five minutes. Is that going to be... A good thing for the batsmen and a good thing for the spinners, as as tradition maybe would say, or do, or do we think it might we don't? It's a bit of an unknown entity in the UK. I I don't think we've got anything to go off in the UK. I hmm. uh, it having having played with the Duke and a Kookaburra, it does have fundamentally less of a seam. So you would think that the seam bowlers, um, the seam bowlers will struggle. You can't keep the lack or the lacquer comes off and it's harder to polish the ball. Granted, I've only played with it in Australia, but it, it doesn't stay as shiny as, as the Duke does. Mm -hmm. That might just be the difference in conditions, but um, they've played with the Duke down under, uh, but I don't think we've seen much Kookaburra here. So it's, it's really interesting. I think it's going to be a really good test. I think we might see teams like Middlesex pick people like Helm because Bamba, Murta. Roland Jones is probably not quite the attack to go with. So there could be some changes to lineups. Maybe spinners get more, more of a look in. Um, but I think you might see a bit of, bit, hopefully, teams pick a bit more pace, which has got to be the idea of it. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Right. Um, I'm not going to go through all of the rounds like we've done previously. But what I will do, because we are hitting this break um, as we go into the T20 blast, I thought we would go through sort of the Div 1 um, and Div 2, sort of the winners and losers. I think losers is a bit harsh, but maybe the guys that we think have done really well, maybe surprisingly, and maybe the guys we thought have done not as well. Um, in terms of, if we start with batters, is there anyone in, let's start with Div 1, um, anyone that sort of has surprised anyone in terms of weight of runs? James Rue, I think. I don't think he's a huge surprise and that he's highly tipped, but to be, I think he's the second highest run scorer in Division 1, I think is is a stellar return from the young man and, and exciting things for him coming up. Yeah, I think that is quite... I mean, the other one for me is looking at um, someone like um, Tom Wesley, sort of coming out of nowhere. He's top of the runs at the moment, isn't he? Um, I'd say he's come out of nowhere. He's a bit of a... He is a, he's a stalwart of... The county game, he's been capped by England. But, you know, based on previous seasons, I think he'd be delighted to be at the top of the run getters there. Um, anyone else, Howard, anyone else that surprised you or not surprised or surprised you for good or for bad? Um, for bad, Northamptonshire's top seven. Um, not seen the, the fight that they showed last year so there was some mutual contributions from that outfit last year and we, we said they'd perhaps overachieved in what they did last year, but we're yet to see any of that, really. Yeah. Um, you can see James Vince back, 
scoring runs with some consistency. He had a bit of an off year by his standards last year, still still scored a few runs, but I think he only made 100 perhaps last yeah. year. He's um, He seems to be back to his fluent best for Hampshire. Um, and possibly Josh Bohannon. Uh, Lanks also had a bit of a, a step down last year from, from what he did in 2021. Yeah. Um, he was Sort of pressing an England claim, and he's he's made some good runs against some decent bowling attacks this year. So they'd be my two in dip one. Yeah, nice. Chev, anyone for you that stand out or, or hasn't stood out maybe as much? Um, well, I think Worrell's done quite well at Surrey, which uh, was quite good. Other than that, I'm not. Yeah, I think nothing outstanding out the one that didn't start well where he was phenomenal in the first few rounds last year with ben compton yeah uh, he's doing better than he finished the season last year yeah uh, but not um he's not and i think he's improving as well but I, I, and not just necessarily last round but uh, over the over couple of last couple of rounds so maybe he's uh, picking up form uh, going into the summer this time uh, but yeah um other than that i think a lot of the usual suspects in terms of that sort of top 10 performance. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got one more that's really surprised me. Ryan Higgins. Yeah. He's mm. got a lot of runs. Yeah. 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 And taken a fair few wickets as well. Uh, yeah. Those runs have come at 50 for five because Middlesex have been as poor as Northampton, really. Before that. Yeah. Quite right. Yeah. I agree. I think that's... And also the step up from... Div one, Div two to Div one. I mean, I suppose he was playing Div one last year with Gloucestershire, but you know, when you move counties, he's moved home, so there would have been a little bit of pressure on him from going from Middlesex to Gloucestershire back to Middlesex. Um, so he'll be delighted because I think he was sort of seen as a red, a white ball player. Sorry, with Middlesex, he moved to Gloucester to be a an all rounder, as an all round game. So that's nice. That is, yeah, it's a good point. And I think one of the, um, I think if we look at his sort of career trajectory I think um, Sam Billings will be very disappointed with his return this year I think he's only scored 92 runs out of six innings with a high score of 31 for someone who sort of has been seen on the England radar I, I just think he must have dropped down that pecking order quite highly with other people probably taking him over would you guys agree yeah I think that's fair I think he's only played test cricket as a result of folks's unfortunate injury, random injuries and COVID status. Um, I think folks is, is ahead of him as a gloveman and as a Red Bull batter. Um, I think there are probably other candidates now quite comfortably ahead of him. Um, so yeah, I think he'll be disappointed uh, considering he's forgone or maybe didn't get picked up in the IPL. Um, I think he'll be fairly disappointed with the start of the season he's had. And then the last one for me, which is maybe a chap who needs to, I think, fulfill on his uh, promise is is not just Joe Clark. He's had, I mean, he's tipped to be one of the best sort of young players around. And he's suddenly sort of, he's quite mid-table in Div 1 so far. He's got the gloves this season as well, which is interesting. Well, I don't think he did to start with. I think Moore's got injured in either the first or second game. So he's taken mm-hmm. on the gloves, which... Is a bit of a a shock to the system when perhaps you're not used to that and you're trying to bat in the top four. But um, yeah, I, I think he'd be it, he's flattered to deceive in terms of the England setup, and he's never had a big year at mm-hmm. knots at, in Div One. 
um, where he scored that weight of runs to to justify knocking on the door. Yeah, no, I think it's a good point. I think also if we look at really good point in terms of North Hans, just going back to them, is is Whiteman, I think, is their highest run scorer at uh, 324 runs, and that includes his big 130. So that sort of just shows that their batting is really struggling. And I think if we go into sort of maybe the teams that are really struggling and sort of, I know they won last game, but they beat Kent. And do you think they're probably tipped at this stage to to get the drop? North Hans? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you need to score big runs to set four-day cricket up. Um, you can have a good bowling attack, but if you're not putting runs on the board, Middlesex have been competitive because their bowling attack's done, done well. But if you're not scoring first innings runs, it's going to be the same for for Kent, um, for for Northants and for Middlesex. I think if you're not getting runs on the board, I mean, look at Yorkshire's batting. They've struggled to win games because they haven't put runs on the board in, in Division 2. It's such an important part of four-day yeah. cricket. It allows you to control the game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Chev, you mentioned Worrell as a bowler. Any other bowlers that have sort of really stood out to you guys? I think Rushworth is top with wicket, so he's obviously probably premier premier grade there but is there anyone else who's really stood out to you guys i think i think rushworth is the surprise package isn't he i think you mentioned this week on the whatsapp here that none of us have had him in our teams no. at any point during this year he is fairly long in the tooth um moving up a division at a fairly late stage in his career i don't think any of us expected him to have the impact that he's had so fair play to him and yeah. pleasingly, from an England point of view, his former teammate, Matty Potts, is top of the Div 2 wickets. I appreciate it's in Div 2, but you've still got to go and get him. Um, and I think that's encouraging that he could be coming into an international summer with wickets under his belt. I mean, do you think, is there ever a case to to look at someone like Rushworth in terms of county championship form in England with the Red Bull? Or, do you, or, or is it just that he is such a unique start starter bowler in the county championship that works? And he's playing against you know non-international cricketers. I don't think you do in the current England attack. The current yeah. England attack covers that in Anderson, who bowls at five miles an hour quicker than him. So yeah. I don't think you do. I don't think you do overseas, and it's only home test matches you might consider it. Um, I think there are probably other options ahead of him, but um, in the in the nineties, he'd have probably played ten test matches. Yeah, possibly. It's a good when point. You can, when you, you know, we've had, we've been spoiled for the last twenty years now, having had Anderson playing in international cricket. I appreciate not at his foremost for all of that time, mm. but we've only been looking at one or two bowlers. Um, in five years' time, he's the kind of bowler that might get a game, uh, mm. but maybe his career's just, just timed it, itself alongside Anderson and Anderson and Broad, and it's difficult. Yeah, interesting. Um, is this a surprising name that Jordan Clark for Surrey is sort of top top fifteen bowlers this season in Div One? Is that a surprising thing to you guys or not? Only in the sense that there's a lot of good bowlers in that lineup now. I thought I, mean, I started the year with Jordan Clark in my team first couple of games and took him out because in the first couple he didn't really bowl the overs that I thought he would. Yeah. Um, but since then they've been. I think he's played every game whereas all the others have had a rest and. He's been taking the new ball the last couple of games ahead of the likes of Atkinson, Roach, Worrell. Um, so, uh, yeah, slightly. I'm, I'm not 
I mean, he did very well with the ball for Surrey last year. I'm surprised he's got the, the number of wickets just because there's uh, more players to share them out with. Yeah, interesting. Um, and Hugh, you must be delighted at the form of, of um, Jamie Porter coming back. Are you pleased with yeah, this? Yeah, we, we talked about it in a podcast earlier in the series, but he he had an underwhelming 2022. Um, mm-hmm. He worked hard in the winter with... Um, uh, my Mick Cleary, I think it is the Essex bowling coach in Victoria. They're in. I think he played for his club or was was part of the Victoria setup, working with him, and is come back in his own words, fitter, stronger, uh, and bowling fit, which makes a difference. And he's played every game. And and him and Cook are a bit like Rushworth in that they trouble your front pad and your outside edge, mm-hmm. and with umpires that seemingly get quite bored in county cricket and want to be in, involved in the game with no reviews. Um, they're the beneficiaries. Um, so I think, I think to to me, I think it's it's really pleasing. Um, it's perhaps going into your um, underwhelming seasons for someone like Snater, who I'm not saying he's bowled badly, but based on last year, he bowled a lot more overs than he's had this year because um, Bracewell was brought in as a pro and they've played five, but five bowlers. So um, yeah, I think it's uh, it's pleasing for for Porter definitely. Yeah. Anyone else underwhelming in Div 1 for anyone else? Or, or is that, yep, Hugh? If I can not round it off by making a really sarky comment. The rain. <laughs> the rain. The, the rain, not Ben Rain, but the rain, as in Il Pleur. Um, because we normally are often talking about someone getting to a thousand runs by the end of May. That's yeah. often the sort of high watermark of someone having a really good season. It was Ben Compton last year. Yeah, um, Tom Wesley on five hundred and seventy something uh, is a heck of a long way from that, and I guess that's a twofold in, sort of input on both pitchers and the amount of time lost this yeah. summer, ready to rain. Absolutely, yeah. Um, moving on to Div Two, I think the biggest surprise for me, I think, is Rishi Patel at Leicester. Are you just wanting to say well done for picking him? Is that what? Yeah, I'm. I'm being pretty smug there because I, yeah, I picked him and I captained him one week as well. Um, (laughs) when he got a hundred. Um, yeah, but I think I think that is is it for me. That was a long shot. I thought if he comes off because he, you know, he's moved and they obviously rate him and it's not a strong Leicester lineup. Uh, I think that's pretty surprising. Um, but he has got that weight of runs that he's top of the div two run scores. I think. Is he top? Is he top overall? Actually, looking at it now, no, no he's, he's just behind Wes. Just behind Wesley, so he's second, joint second with Root. Um, no, he's not. He's four runs ahead of Root, so that's pretty decent. But anyone else? For anyone else in Div Two? I think if you look at the cricket eleven stats, it's surprising mm. to find two Leicester players in the top ten anyway. Yeah, uh, with their history uh, of. Well, uh, hang on, have players. we got to start being a bit nicer about Leicestershire? They haven't. They lost their first game of the season this week. Hey, I am being nice. Trying to win. I am actually being nice. I think. No, I know you are, but I think we collectively need to change our narrative. Mm. I think we're being unduly harsh on Leicestershire. Agree. Are we? I think we need to be harsher on Yorkshire. The resources they've got—they're an absolute shambles. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with Chev. I, I think I think the fact that there's two Leicester players. I mean, Chev, I'm I'm guessing that you're talking about Rich Patel and, and and Hill. Nope. Chris Wright, surely. Chris Wright. Chris the Grace Road Sobers is how we christened him this week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's scored some runs as well, hasn't he? 
no one saw that coming. That is a <laughs> that is the biggest surprise I would say of 2023. Chris Wright's returns in runs. I don't know if anyone's got it in front of them. What can see what stats he's come up with? Uh, let me find it. Let me find well, it. I saw an ECB article on this a couple of weeks ago, which had some good numbers on it. Let's see if I still got yeah, it. Yeah, so he has scored 283 runs. 66 not out is his highest score. He's got 150, which I that surprises me, but I think he's got a couple of 40s. He's got a strike rate of 71.64 and an average of 70.75. Can't That's, argue with those numbers, can you? You cannot. And then, just to top it all off, he's also um, taken 20 wickets at an average of 29. So... Big love for Chris Wright and well done to anyone who has selected him. I had him in for my team last season, but then decided not to have him in this season. Which Perhaps is... I've been a bit harsh on him, actually, there. He's got 14 first-class 50s at an average of 19. I think he's perhaps better than I've just given him credit for. But when Stokes's knee injury inevitably flares up in the second test, <laughs> get him in for Trent Bridge. I think he was, I think in his... Um... God, I better be careful. I don't want to retire him early or anything. But, you know, in his younger days, his early 20s, I think he was tipped tip for big things. He was in England squads. He was in Lions squads. I think he was he was seen as we for sort of like as a genuine contender for the for an England shirt. And it just hasn't quite happened for him. But he is a stalwart of the game, I think. Um, he's getting better with age at Leicester, which is great. Um, I'll bring him into the team now. <laughs> yeah, I've just completely <laughs> Yeah, great. Um, touched on Lewis Hill. Hanscom, is that surprising with his return compared to what he did in Middlesex? What, what have you got his stats in front of you? Yeah, he's got 100, 350s, 421 runs at 46 or 40, yeah, 46.77. I think it's a surprise in the context of his year at Middlesex, but. If anything, it could be underwhelming in the context of his Sheffield Shield summer. Interesting. Where he, um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he did score bucket loads of runs um, and earned a test recall for India. So, um, you know, I've, he's got, he's clearly an, a proven first class performer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and arguably, Middlesex might have done better sticking with him than, than ditching him. Yeah. I think that's it's not a bad, not a bad call. Here is this a bit harsh in terms of maybe, and I'm gonna say losers, is um Steve Smith's return in for Sussex? Is, would he be disappointed, do you think, thus far? I mean, yes, but how many times has he actually batted? Three, I think. Three, 122 runs, 89 top score, average of 40, I think. Sussex drew five games, was it? I mean, half of them at least were down to weather, I guess. Well, they also can't pull teams out when Ollie Robinson's not fit. It's a huge impact for them. Yeah. Yeah. He's fit again. But for all credit to, I think it was, was it Leicestershire, Worcestershire and Glamorgan? As Mm -hmm. as we discussed on the pod, not attacks that would prepare him for the Ashes, in theory. Um, And... um, Dismissed him relatively cheaply and yep. also stopped him batting lots. So well done for all those teams who are really stifling the best of that uh, preparation for him. I mean, is that I've every time you watch Steve Smith play, you just think like he's got to miss one of his legs at some point. 
And he's got international bowlers bowling against him. Some are bowling above 85, 90 miles an hour. And it just takes sort of a Cats Championship 75 mile an hour in Sunya just to get him. It surprises me so much that he's missing those balls. You just know Darren Stevens would have got him, wouldn't you? <laughs> Every day of the week. He could have been added to the Steve-O's going to get your WhatsApp group. Labashane, <laughs> smudger. Um, on the other end of the Australian spectrum is Labashane, um, 502 runs. I think he's looking in pretty precarious form, isn't he? Judging on his catch championship returns, I'm a bit worried about him. Um, and then the other two that we maybe haven't mentioned as much is 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 Kieran Carlson. Um, he was at Hampshire, wasn't he? Or has he always been at Glamorgan? Have I got that wrong? Glamorgan, as long as I can remember. I think right. you might be muddling up with Anurin Donald. Yes, I am completely. Yeah. Sorry, Kieran Carlson and Anurin Donald. That's really foxy of me. So that's two foxy comments today. But Kieran Carlson, oh, 470 runs at 40, 47. Um, Chev, do you know how many points he's got on Cricket 11? Um, he's got on the spot, 951. Yeah. So that's quite decent. Yeah. Probably like top 20-ish. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think he got a first class hundred last year, Kieran Carlson. Possibly injured for part of it, but um, definitely a very modest return from him mm. last year. And I think he's already got three this year. Yeah, he actually hasn't got a fifty. He's only twenty three points behind James Vince. And yeah. he gets him quickly, doesn't he? He doesn't doesn't muck about. Yeah, a strike rate of sixty two. He's got. Three hundreds, no fifties, but he has got a duck. So, in the points rankings, in terms of the highest scoring players on the game, mm-hmm. he is ahead of Worrell, Potts, and Mulder, who are valued at a hundred thousand, hundred and four thousand, and ninety thousand. He's one behind Vince, who's one hundred and nine thousand. He's two behind Abbott, who's ninety-seven thousand. He's three behind Duckett, who's one hundred and sixteen thousand, and he's worth sixty. On that. Basis, he should be a shoe in for all of us. He should be, yeah. There you go. Value, but are I we going to pick him? Nah, nah. Yeah. We're as good we'll as just, we'll just talk him up a bit and then make sure he doesn't get any runs for the rest of the season. Yeah, right? absolutely. absolutely. Oh, I mean, I think the worry about this is we've completely chevved pretty much everyone um, that we we spoke about, which is great. Um, well, in lighter news, Ollie Pope is in atrocious form. <laughs> he didn't score 300 at the Oval. I mean, he must be in awful form coming into the Ashes. I'm not biting. <laughs> I don't even know the Surrey Lions. Um, I mean, wickets in Div 2, like you said previously, Matty Potts at 30 bodes very well for, for sort of everyone, I suppose. Um, Vander, go on, Chev, you said it for me. Tim Vander. Clifton. Clifton, nice. Um, is that a surprise? Twenty nine wickets, second in the, or has he always been always been up there? We just haven't picked him. What do we reckon? I think it's a surprise. I think it's a surprise. I had no idea how this was going to happen. He's owned by twenty five percent of the uh, the players though on cricket eleven. So he's quite cheap, isn't he? He's good value for that. Yeah, he's very good value. He's gone up in price twenty five thousand dollars Australian dollars and. In, in Christ up until now. So he's not as cheap anymore. He's 86 at the moment. Uh, but he was a bargain at the start of the season. So 
He's but also not that young. He's 32. So, he's, I, I mean, I, I guess he's played grade cricket in Sydney and a bit of first-class stuff, but is he, is he over here overseas, do we know? Because uh, he's, he's Dutch. Um, that's where he plays his national cricket. I know he's played for New South Wales and Tasmania. But does he, joined, he joined Glamorgan in 2016. With um, Labashain and Nezer in that side, he's not counting as overseas, is he? No, you're right, he can't be. Yeah, interesting. I mean, his, um, his profile says that he, uh, continue, he continued to balance Dutch international duties with county cricket, though he underwhelmed in the 2019 Glamorgan Collars. Interesting. Well, he's overwhelming right now, isn't he? He's got 245 first-class wickets, so I think we're I think he's a, probably a proven first-class performer. You don't get that many wickets in oh, absolutely is. Without, without being a talented bowler. I think maybe he's just had a quiet couple of years for, for Glamorgan. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a big surprise for me is Vian Mulder at Leicester with his bowling, because he, I think, is a sort of number four batter who can sort of throw down a few a few balls. So on the, on the same sort of Leicester... Leicester um, train is 16 wickets. I reckon Leicester will be extremely happy with his return with the ball as well. Bowls little wobblers. I think he might have even taken the new ball for South Africa in the sort of post-Philander era of trying to find someone who who, who stands it up. Um, I, I think he's probably lacks a little bit of pace to, to play test cricket in South Africa in the long term, but... Um, clearly has, has has had a good season, both with bat and ball. And it's sort of almost, he had a very quiet start last year um, and then had a big uh, double hundred um, batting, I think, with Ackerman when they got 700 and plenty at Sussex. He did, yeah. That, that's, that's given him a bit of confidence. Two Gloucester boys, Tom Price and Ajit Singh Dale uh, in the sort of top wicket takers with 15 each. I don't think anyone saw that coming, which is... Maybe good news for Gloucester if they could have even got a game completed with four days, um, which goes back to your point, I think, um, Hugh, in that weather really has disrupted stuff. But anyone else sort of on the surprising note, good or bad, within the Div 2 bowlers? Or have we discussed everyone, do we think? I think the Yorkshire guys have underwhelmed, haven't they? Yeah, let's just, I mean, we've touched a little bit on it, but I mean, Yorkshire really are a team that probably are the biggest sort of overall surprise that they, is it a surprise that they've done as badly as they have? Or did we see this coming? I know, Chev, you touched on it a little bit last week, but do we think that that is a big sort of surprise that they they haven't even won? They've lost, drawn, drawn, abandoned, and then lost. I mean, is it the manner in which they're losing? Or Yeah, I think it's all, uh, I would have expected them to be at least top three, really. Uh, you know, and, and they're nowhere near that. You know, I think give it two more games. If they're not picking up a result, then they may as well just focus on the other formats because mm. it's not going to it's not going to get them anything in the in the, in the general. You can obviously play championship games, but you know they're not playing in it for, anymore for a promotion if they don't get a result soon. Because um, yeah, that's just racking up really. So. They just disappear. They're flat, I think, in, in their performance. Do we think within Yorkshire there's a, a sense of they've had a massive... Did they have a massive clear-out last year? Was it over the winter, over this winter, they've had a big sort of... Obviously, they've had a lot of trouble legally and then they've had a big clear-out. Do we think there's sort of a, a sort of 
two different feelings within the squad. They've got a, new, a lot of new players in and then they've got a lot of sort of old legacy players as well that aren't quite maybe just fusing together. Is that... You look, you look at the manner in which David Willey left and it didn't, it didn't show a club of unity that's all pulling in the right direction. Mm. Um, I, I guess it was an easy move for Willie, who's established himself as an international move home, but I'm, I'm sure Northampton aren't matching him on a salary basis. I just don't think they can fundamentally just for a white ball cricketer. Yeah. Um, I, I do. I think it's evident how much of a surprise it is by how many of us and other users piled into Yorkshire players for the first few games. I think I was one of many who just thought they were going to romp it. I think they had Leicestershire in their first game. I think I picked four Yorkshire players. Um, <laughs> I think Howard, you might have too. I think it looked like such a nailed on certainty that Yorkshire were going to win that league. And um, even with the quality of squad, even with Sham Masood now arriving, you do concern, or I am concerned that things aren't right inside the dressing room. Yeah, I agree. Well, the coaching staff left as part of that clear out with the scandal as well, which I think has probably had as much, if not more, effect than the the, the effect on the players. Um, obviously, Gary Balance is now, well, he's quit cricket altogether now, isn't he? Yeah. Um, um, Stephen Patterson was another one we spoke about last year that left with um, well, shows that well, it was released, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the I guess Ben Code would be the leader of that attack, went off injured two or three games into the season, hasn't returned. If you look at the, the two games they've lost, not too concerning in that one was against Durham. Durham put on 80 odd for the last two wickets, they, that could have very easily gone the other way, and Yorkshire. Yeah. The other was against Leicestershire when Yorkshire set the game up with a declaration they could have easily batted that out and secured a draw, not trying to force a win, um, which would have been very unambitious. But but even if they'd drawn both of those games, you'd still say it's a very disappointing season. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. There'd only be six points to the better as well. Mm, I think Otis Gibson said they've the ones that they've lost or the ones that they're drawing, they're sort of... hasn't quite... They haven't won the right moments, is what he's saying. And I think it is one of those things where maybe when your dressing room is super tight-knit, you are winning those moments, maybe. It's sort of the margins in which professional sport is is won. But on the flip side of that, the big winners for Div 2, obviously at the moment, because they're top, are Durham. Is that... You look at Durham, I saw on social media, it's very easy to portray your best self on social media, but there was, you know, all of the lads around singing the team song when they were, when they won on, you know, does that, they sort of seem to me from the outside, like they're a team that breed everything at Yorkshire aren't at the moment, basically, that sort of real culture of cricket. I suppose, perversely, they're in, in a cycle a couple of years ahead of not, of Yorkshire on the basis that they had their financial implications a couple of years ago, massive penalties, uh, points deductions, relegation, and they um, they weren't able to retain, I guess, someone like Rushworth. Yeah, um, they've built on youth really, um, with an unambitious overseas signing in Beddingham, who turned out to be a gem, um, yeah. who who hadn't really he didn't have a first class record in South Africa that suggested he was going to score the volume of runs he did. Someone like Potts has come through. Rain has become a very, very dependable first-class signing. They've done some good business in Ollie Robinson. Um, Scott Borthwick's experience at number three. 
you look around that squad and you think there's some really good cricketers with local young guys coming through and you you expect them to to do well i think the one thing about darren as well is i think you saw it on the ben stokes documentary to an extent um is that they're really proud to play for durham and they're very sort of local like you say a lot of them are very local lads and i think that's like you can't really put a price on someone you know scott borthwick hasn't necessarily scored weight of runs but he has been semi-consistent but you just get the sense that he is durham through and through yes he went off to surrey to try and better his chances for england and i don't think anyone can blame him for that but the fact that he's gone back he just sort of if he's the epitome of a durham team then you know it's a he's a good leader to have and then the rest of them sort of it follows through and the fact that they've got people like Potts, who are sort of pushing for England honours. I think that's a really good sign for them. Is Sussex based on last season? Is that a surprising comeuppance? That's not the right word, but is that a surprising rise? Is that a word? No, I think they... I mean, I'm not sure what, how their season is going to play out now, but I think, you know, they are clearly... They were... Re- I think we spoke about this before, that they, they looked like a side that was rebuilding, basically. Yeah. Um, and 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 that was already something that was obvious that was going to be the case last season, and, and that's what they're doing now. If anything, uh, you know, I'm surprised that they've drawn they've drawn five games uh, and still well, managed to get into second, you know, really, um, on that table. Uh, so yeah, I think overall they're they're too few results really. They're just dependent on Ollie Robinson to win games, though, aren't they? When he's available and fit. He bowls teams and div two out for fun. You see how much uh, movement he gets off the seam. It it's streets ahead of 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 realistically, and and I don't mean it disparagingly way to the rest of their attack, but it's his excellence rather than their their lack of ability. But without him, they don't have anyone, especially when they've spent all their budget, one imagines, and their quota of overseas pros in, in two batters. When their batters have actually delivered, they've got Allsop from down the road at Hampshire, mm-hmm. Haynes, who's now a quality opener in Div 2, um, and Coles has had a fantastic season at number five or number six when Smith's been playing. They're, they're, they've almost got it a little wrong in their overseas budget with Smith when they could have done with they could have done with Wes Agar or... Worrell or Roach yeah. or someone like that who's going to provide a bit of extra spearhead with the ball. Yeah. Because- Am I right in thinking they got Nathan McAndrew and had to leave him out to make room for the likes of Smith coming in? Or is McAndrew not qualifying as overseas anymore? No, I think he qualifies as an overseas because he played for South Australia all winter. So And, and they don't often let you have dual registrations. Uh, you have to give up your ability to play for Australia and then they have to pick you as an overseas player, which they're generally quite reluctant on doing. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether he did a short spell before Smith. Um, they're very conscious of Australian quicks not giving them too much workload in the championship, but he could still be there. Um, I have to say, I, I don't know whether he's still there or has flown home. Because he actually did relatively well for them. Picked up a five-bag on debut, I think, um, and yeah. looked fairly threatening. So I, if they, I think if they, they have they offloaded him just to make room for Steve Smith, then that does look questionable. Yeah. Yeah, he's here for the blast, so I think they have left him out. Interesting. Uh, Div 1 teams, quickly. Is there any surprises there? We've touched on Northampton's demise and they can't really score any runs. Is anyone, anyone else, you know, is there anyone else that sort of is a surprising 
sort of top or bottom of the table? Warwickshire, based on last year's result, they needed a miracle spell from Norwell to stay in the division. Now they're has he played second. yet? No, no, extraordinary. What a man! Yeah, so what selfless. Um. He's probably injured so they, for three years on the back of that performance. He bowled for like 15 overs, didn't he? Yeah. For, he a did, man, yeah. for a man made of glass, it's extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're right, Howard, actually. I completely forgot that they were um, they were down. Um, Lancashire, Middlesex, 7th and 8th. Is that surprising or not? Lancashire, underwhelming, have, have, struggled, have struggled to bowl sides out and, and win games. I guess weather's been a part of that. Uh, yeah. But you, know, you look at the resources and the quality, a team that left out Colin de Grandholm for a championship game in favour of domestic players. So massive respect for Lancashire to do that. Hmm. Um, but you know, when one of those is the greatest fast bowler of all time, it's an easy decision to make. I appreciate. Um, but they still struggle to bowl teams out. Um, yeah. that, that game he was left out for, I think, was Nottinghamshire. And Nottinghamshire finished nine down. So, yeah. um, you know, you, you would, you, I think the quality in Lancashire's squad and the depth, um, someone like Big Bad Balderson um, coming in and opening the batting in Jennings's absence and, and doing as well as he had, um, I think you'd, you'd be hoping for, for slightly higher returns from them. But it's a competitive division, Div 1. It is. It is. I mean, it's quality in Div 1, actually, looking at it. So, yeah, interesting. Right. But now just five minutes we've got the start of the t20 blast haven't we um we have got a league haven't we Hugh you've set it up are we gonna thanks, is it an thanks, open league? thanks for teaming me up we have got an open league indeed of course we do and it is called badger watch podcast uh, another original name it's a public league so if you search for badger watch podcast um so so snooze steve h um no there's no point scored yet but we've got about 10 teams in there so um We've got um, the uh, Delanga Harmer Delors, um, Down Blast as a, as a nice pun name. And concerningly for everyone, Mark P has entered Fusion Banquet. So still time to enter, get involved. And uh, Dave W sneakily has got two teams in there, D1 and D2. So good on you, Dave. Very good. Thank you. That's a lovely little pitch for the, uh, the two. I mean, just quickly on the t in the T twenty. Does anyone see this as a is this sort of a warm up to the hundred? Is it is it worth is it worth anything at the moment, or is it is it one for the young ones? What can we sum it up for the for the blast this season? Financial lifeline for smaller counties. Mm, nice, Chev. You got a few thoughts of a new on the old blast? Well, I'm I'm going to the opening night at uh, the Oval, so that's uh, for starters. But um. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I think it's all a bit flattish, also because the weather is not being great. So you're not yeah. really geared up for a last season. To be fair, I think we've seen the forecast for the next two weeks. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be nice now, but I'm talking about the last few months. It's just been not not amazing. So, but I, I think um, so. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, at the same time, uh, I'm not sure what to expect from it. So. Uh, we'll have Grand to see. And, and again, I think with, with Surrey, we've had it before where we think they're doing really well and somehow they don't win the essential game. So it, it just becomes a bit painful. Just on the old um, advertising I've seen in London, is that Surrey are advertising themselves as the home of 2020 cricket. Which makes sense. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Wankaday Stadium might have a have something to say about that. I don't know if London is in there, but I don't think it is. Right. So yeah, Maybe they don't they don't see North London as London anymore. Yeah, yeah, has moved down here. Maybe, maybe. Um, That's the yeah, home. well, they will. Surrey will have a great squad, so that I think it will be exciting to watch. Um, but uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting. Uh, I think basically we all missed sort of the, the, the start of the season. We now know why all these teams had buys in the county championship. No yeah. one clocked that last week. Uh, that that was the reason why these teams weren't playing because they actually had to. Open that. Open the season. Don't don't point any fingers up, Hugh. We can't. I no set up the I set up the league last week and gave you plenty of notice to join the 2020 Blast League. Well, you no, didn't say when the first fixtures were, did you? Because I set it up, I thought that was warning enough. Well, I thought it was. <laughs> Sorry, let me this. Google that for you. <laughs> yeah, there, just to, just for all the listeners, is that there was a little bit of um, panic stations from myself and then Howard and Chervik completely. Um, Pass them by that the first round was the other. It's on Saturday, wasn't it? Where Derbyshire, Lancashire, where blast off, I think it's called T20 yeah. blast off. Come on, get into the marketing. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Where Lancashire? Our friends at the ECB will have nothing to say to you if you don't get the marketing right. Um, yeah, well. it was not looking good for the ECB. Um, and then Birmingham Bears beat Yorkshire, so Yorkshire's still not doing well in either competition <coughs> thus far. Um, Concerned about Johnny Bairstow's inability to do anything in the first team in the run up to the Ashes, having been magnanimously subbed in for Ben Folks at this stage. He is, I don't think he's got more than 30 in a first team game. Howard, would you put him amongst the Stuart Broads of the world where he might underwhelm in County Champo, but it comes to life in international cricket? Let's hope so. Um, <laughs> it definitely has underwhelmed so far, hasn't it? He has. Yeah. He After had, that, he roared back into the second team, didn't he? With a yeah. very quick 98 or something. But then, as Hugh says, he has struggled to make any impact in any format so far. But still a relatively small sample size. He could have only batted three or four times, I think. Um, so, yes, he's a, let's, let's put him in the big big game hunter category. For big now. game hunter. Test match animal. Um, we'll leave it there, I think, guys. Um, thank you very much for all the insights this evening. Um, to all the listeners, please do join the Badger Watch T20 League. You will definitely be ahead of Howard and Chev at this point. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for listening. This is an Unspun Cricket production, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.